the opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the Custody Queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the Custody Queens. Good morning and happy Saturday. I'm Sam McBride and I'm here with Kristen Holstrom and we are the Custody Queens. And yes, we just survived another week. I mean, seriously, but really quick, I want to give a huge shout out to Rob and Larry from Brothers on Law. I mean, how amazing is this legal hour? You get two awesome men and now you get two great women. So let's play and jump right into it. Our TMI game. TMI. TMI, everyone, stands for too much information. Kristen, you're going first. All right, I will. Pull from the jar. What are you afraid of? Okay, so I'm not afraid of much. I'm actually a really outgoing, vibrant, live for the moment kind of person. And I'm really not afraid of a lot. I think as I've gotten older, um, heights are a little bit more concerning to me, but there are two things that I am deathly afraid of. And the number one is rat tails. The rat tails? Not the rat, rat tails. And here's a just quick little funny story about that is we had a little bit of a, a rat problem in our house. Well, describe <laughs> a little bit of a rat problem. Well, so I always like to stock up for, you know, snacks and my kids' lunches. And so in the garage, I have some bins, you know, my obsession with bins. But I have some, you know, Pringles and some protein bars and I have them in the garage. And initially we didn't have lids on them and so... I noticed that we had a couple rats in the garage. So we had to take care of that problem. And my husband is like a rat catching master. And uh, he caught a rat. (laughs) And so I go out, you know, uh, Thursday morning. I'm trying to hide my Amazon uh, evidence, the boxes. I break them down and then hide them on the side of the house. And then when my husband leaves for work, I run him to the trash can. And I go to throw them in the trash can and I just think that there's like a piece of rope maybe from a carpet or something. And my hand touches it as I'm putting the boxes in the trash can. And then I realized it was a rat tail. My husband threw a rat in the trash can and he didn't even bag it up. Did you touch it? Yes, my hand brazed against the tail. (laughs) But there is something against rat tails that literally scare the living you know what out of me. And I have dreams often that rat Rat tails are like, you know, climbing up my legs and it's it's really traumatizing. That's funny. I don't know that I'm scared of rats, but I definitely don't want to touch a rat tail. But I would say I am afraid of a particular type of spider, namely a tarantula. And I always sort of joke around with my friends whenever there's like a daddy long legs or a small spider just kind of crawling around. I will yell tarantula to try to get someone to come remove the spider from the situation. Anyways, I found myself in a little bit of a girl who cries wolf situation because I've yelled tarantula too many times. So nobody cares. Right. So 
karma hit me very hard actually this week. I was dropping off Pam, my dog, to my mom's house when I was going to work and I took her outside to go to the bathroom and I'm just kind of looking at her and I'm like, oh, you know, Pam's smelling a flower. This is great. And then I realized that she was about to bite the tarantula that was crawling around my mom's backyard. Oh, gross. I know. So I start screaming bloody murder. I run over there, pull Pam out. And Pam's looking at me like, what's the problem? Because she, Pam loves to eat bugs. She's like Timon from The Lion King, and all she does is eat bugs. My mom comes running downstairs thinking that, you know, something is going wrong. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, there's a tarantula. Turns out my mom loves tarantulas. Yeah, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of spiders at all. I'll actually pick them up with my fingers. A tarantula? Then, well, I don't know. But I don't know that I would know it was a tarantula. My mom went over to it and picked it up and was like, this is beautiful. And oh, I'm no. like... Mom, tell this thing to lose my number. Can we throw it over the fence? I'm trying to bargain with her. She tells me no. She's just trolling me, basically. Why are you scared of this spider? I come back after work, and I'm like, did you get rid of the spider? And my mom's like, it's gone. It's gone. And I'm so stressed out. I'm like, I'm asking my stepdad, where did my mom put the spider? And I ask them to point, and they both point in opposite directions. So I know they're lying to me. When my mom leaves the room, I ask my stepdad, he says, oh yeah, she just put it out front on the porch. So now I have, I'm like, no, now there's a tarantula in between me and my mom's front door. I'm like, I'm never coming over to your house again, so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of bugs. I, I, that's just one thing. I'm cool with bugs. Yeah, like growing up, girl. I used to collect roly-polies with my friends and we always collected them in the neighbor's yards and I literally would put them in shoe boxes and for some reason I thought that they needed lettuce and tomato to survive but I literally Didn't you like put them under a bed I literally would bring them in the house hundreds of (laughs) roly-polies like I'm not talking four or five I'm talking hundreds that we would search for for hours and then I would put them in a shoe box and I would put them under my bed and my mom would my mom actually found them and literally lost her you know what when she found out that I had hundreds of roly-polies living under my bed with lettuce and tomato turns out they do not eat lettuce and tomato yes they were everywhere that's hysterical okay my turn what is something strange about you that anyone that knows you knows Ooh, this is a hard one I'm gonna let you answer this one Kristen well we already I think in another episode we already touched base on the fact that I don't generally towel dry I I mean I think a strange thing unless you really know me it's super fun being glammed up and I love doing my hair and makeup and I love being girly and I love you know getting dressed up but if I had to choose what I was going to wear to work every day hands down it would be black leggings some good old Nikes um, running shoes. I love the new brand Hoka. I'm obsessed with them right now. But a lot of people who don't know me because I'm, I generally try to look very nice when I go to the office and especially when we're in court or you know any court setting and I do a lot of webinars. So I might look like I love to be glammed up but my favorite thing to do in the whole world is to be wearing yoga pants and running shoes and a super soft t-shirt with no hair and makeup hands down I think I have a good one I think that if you know me you know that I have a secret obsession with sharks yes and I love swimming in the ocean more than anything and I'm always on the hunt for sharks I know that sounds 
really crazy, but if you know me, I just, there's something about a shark. I just love them. I'm not scared of them. I think I'm more scared of a dolphin than a shark. Yeah, we're going to have a CQ episode where Sam and I are cage diving for sure. Like, I think is, I would free dive. I, I don't. Now that I'm a mom, I probably wouldn't free dive just because you. Ha- I ha- feel like I have to be a little bit more responsible. But I would definitely cage dive. Definitely. I, think I'd free dive. I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of sharks scuba diving over the years. That's like something that my family, my sister and my dad and I, we all are certified scuba divers, and I love scuba diving. But I don't know that I would voluntarily swim up to a shark to check it out like I, you would. I, d- I think it's worth the bite. The one bite rule, though, I do. Yeah, and we went to the Bahamas last year. We went to the Atlantis, and there is this amazing excursion that you take can take. It's called the Powerboat uh, Adventures, and they literally take you to this your own island, and it's about a 45-minute boat ride, and where they take you, the, the company actually owns the island, but there are massive sharks swimming everywhere. And Sign me up. I literally had my son, who was two and a half, almost three, and then I had my daughter that was six, and then my husband, and I get off the boat, and I'm like, are these sharks? real because we are like in the middle of the ocean (laughs) and of course the guy goes yes ma'am they are real because they were everywhere and I'm thinking like we're supposed to snorkel we are feeding pigs like what are we gonna do with all of these sharks it's funny you pay for that you literally pay for it and it was hands down one of the best days of my life best family vacation ever and literally what they do is while you are snorkeling or feeding the pigs because they bring all these boars out and uh, you're literally feeding these wild pigs apple slices it's crazy they get in your chest and they snort them and they're literally pretty aggressive pigs right and so while you're doing all this they literally take ropes with meat on the end of the rope and they just hang it off the other side of the dock so why everyone is doing these really cool things where we're you know petting are they getting rid of the yeah they're literally keeping the sharks entertained while the people are on the other side of the bridge doing these super fun feeding the pigs and I was snorkeling with my daughter and I was realizing I was like there are sharks everywhere (laughs) I was like but it was such a cool experience I I I'll tell you if anyone has the ability to go to the Atlantis at the Bahamas it is hands down one of the best vacations and the excursion was called powerboat adventures and I it was worth every penny it was so amazing I gotta check that out So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, now let's get into it. Today's episode, Divorce Myths. Kristen and I were actually kind of talking about topics for episodes and we realized that there's a lot of things that we are asked as family law attorneys, probably what, day in, day out, it's the same things. Same issues, it comes up all the time. And so we thought it would be a fun show to just kind of talk about, you know, what are common misconceptions in family law. So one of the number one misconceptions that we get a lot is... I'm on the birth certificate, so I automatically have rights. We get that all the time, and and it's actually not true at all. You know, it depends on kind of the type of case you have, and I guess everything is very unique, but in order for you to establish parental rights, if there's no divorce going on and, and you have a child with someone, you need to file with the court, and you need to establish your parental rights. That may be something that is done through your divorce, but 
everyone always thinks that, and I don't really know why. Yeah, and while while being on the birth certificate may be helpful at in in litigation and may and it may evidence the intent and give you a presumption. Yeah, but it really is not. It is not the end all be all, and it unequivocally does not give you automatic rights to be a parent or to the right to care, custody, and control of a child. Right. So so what about this, Kristen? What if somebody comes in and says, I pay 100% for my child, my child, and so I should have custody. You know, the other parent doesn't work and can't financially support our child, so that child is going to me. That is a very common issue that comes up. And what people really don't understand is custody and visitation is one area in 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 the arena of family law and then support is a completely different analysis and what people don't understand is that paying support is based on one of the factors is based on your timeshare with the children so if you're paying all the money but you're not spending any time you're going to be paying a lot more money than you than you would be if you had more time with the kids and just because you're paying bills or you're the high income earner or you're the one that is paying for soccer or private school or any of any of the activities that does not give you the right to have custody and or visitation no and in fact if you think through it having more financial ability to care for your child than the other parent puts you in a position where the court's going to want to even it out because courts aren't going to want a child to have a, a great time and and be fine have their financial needs being met at one house and not at the other. And that's kind of where support comes in, especially child support. We're equaling out the the household so that children don't have, you know, they have their needs met at both. Yeah, the court comes from the premise that they want the children to have the same lifestyle at both households, regardless of what parent has what income. And that's really the purpose specifically of child support. So, I mean, spousal support is based on other factors. Uh, That could be a whole episode on itself. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrope. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So let's talk about another myth that is pretty common in what we do. And another myth is dealing with what some people refer to as, or other states refer to, as common law marriage. Yeah, this is one we get all the time. And in California, there is no common law marriage. So people think, hey, if I am with a a significant other or a partner and I'm cohabitating with them for a particular period of time, does that provide me with a common law marriage? And do I have something to dissolve if we break up? In California, no. If you have been in a relationship for a significant period of time, you know, 10 plus years, and uh, you are inquiring about spousal support, you may want to speak to a certified family law specialist about a potential case that you may qualify for or that you may have the ability to uh, file for, which is called a Marvin action. But that is very difficult to get. It's handled in a civil court and it is actually outside of the family law court. Right, right. 
but in overall, that spouse support is not something that you are entitled to if you didn't have a marriage. If you were not married, you might you might want to call us, right? And you might want to have a conversation with an attorney. Not it's not that I'm going to advise you to get married, but I am going to advise you what your rights are and what rights you don't have in light of your current situation. And so it's something to think about, especially if you are considering that separation could occur or you're sharing expenses, one significant other is leaning on another. It's it's just something to think about. So I encourage people to call us, not every day because we're busy, <laughs> but call us so that we can tell you, hey, you know, if you're in a situation where you are staying at home and you are kind of being the homemaker for a long period of time and you don't have access to funds, but you're not married, what are your rights? And it's important for Kristen and I to make sure that you know that and, and educate you about it. No, very true, Sam. Very true. What's another myth that is an issue that comes up regularly with you? I, I got a good one. Well, I'm mom, and so I get the kids. Yeah, that that's a common one, and that goes for both parents. Uh, another one is the kids have always lived here, so why do they have to deviate from this household, or why did they have to leave? Oh, and another great one is my child is 15. He or she should get to tell the court exactly what she wants to do, no matter what, automatically. Those are all good ones. And so if you if you start at the first one and, and we talk about I'm mom, I get custody, that's not true. In family law in California, you don't have a preference because you're mom. You don't have a preference because you're dad. You mean you're someone's genitalia? doesn't dictate what the custody visitation order looks like? That's what you're hearing from me. That's crazy. Yeah. And it actually makes sense, though, when you think about it. We're shifting more towards a co-parenting realm and society and community. And so it's not about being mom or being dad per se. It's about crafting an order that's in the best interest of your children. I couldn't agree more. So if if you go to the second one and you're talking about whether or not a parenting plan should deviate because the children have always lived in a particular place... Well, if they've always lived in a particular place, it's probably because you guys all as a family lived in that home. And upon separation, it is very common for one parent to move out. It's not realistic to, to stay living with your ex. A hundred percent. How do you keep living under the same roof when you are dissolving your marriage and or your relationship? Things are going to change and it is unreasonable to take the position that you should not have to share your children or that your children should not be able to take their belongings and share their belongings at a second household because that's going to happen people it's going to happen it's your new normal it is and again we stress this enough in so many of our shows you have to adapt and move on change is happening so instead of having two incomes to support one household you now have two incomes supporting two households So things are going to change everywhere. Kids are going to leave their backpack at one house and not remember to bring it back to yours. Your daughter's favorite bear is going to be left at dad's house. Your son's video game is going to be left at dad's house or whatever, whatever house it is. And so one of the best tips that we can tell our clients is I'm not saying run out and get two of everything because that would be really expensive, but it is important for both parents to have at least the most important items of their children at their house. Now, if your child has a special blankie, yeah, I would encourage that to go back and forth, but things are gonna happen. You have to adapt and change and be able to accept your new reality. Okay, and for the third myth, 
we were talking about children and what capacity they get to say where they want to live. Now, children do have a right to express their opinion at 14, but that does not mean that they're going to go into court and say, I'm living here or I'm making the ultimate call. And it's very important because this is another kind of area where you get parents potentially going to their children saying or, or influencing them, you want to live with me, right? Let the court know. This is very inappropriate and we really, really stress that although children do get more of a preference the older they get, especially when you have a 16 and a half year old or a 17 year old, they're, they're going to really be a lot more autonomous, but keep your kids out of court, right? Oh, I could not agree with any statement more. I, I really couldn't. Every time that I, I'm ever in a courtroom and I see a child, it breaks my heart because children do not belong in the courtroom, period. They just don't. And I can tell you that in my professional career, I do everything I can to keep children out of a courtroom. Agreed. So now I think it's time to transition into our CQ court for the week. Kristen is going to play the attorney and her client is cheating Charlie. So I hear and I'm going to play the judge. Okay. And uh, I love cheating Charlie. And I hope that everyone really gets what we're trying to get at here. And we'll go into depth about it more after we do the case. So here we go. Court is now in session. Counsel? Call your case. Good morning, Your Honor. I am Kristen Holstrom, and I represent Cheating Charlie. Today, I would like to address the court about uh, visitation and support. I'm going to get to support in a minute, but I first want to get to visitation. So today, I would like to request that my client have a 223 visitation schedule. What's that, counsel? So that means that my client would have Monday, Tuesday, and the other party would have Wednesday, Thursday, and then they would alternate the weekends. That provides for an equal timeshare. I think I have presented enough facts in my moving paperwork that would address any factors that the court is concerned with, including... Well, well counsel, counsel, before we get into that, I, I'd like to know what mom's issue with the 223 schedule is. Well, Your Honor, mom's issue here is that my client, he in their marriage, he cheated. And, and as the court knows, that has absolutely zero relevance to the court making an order regarding visitation. Her entire position comes from anger and uh, resentment, and she is using the child as a weapon with respect to not agreeing to a visitation schedule. And what about support? Is, is mom also saying that because your client cheated counsel that she should get more support? 100%. She's saying that because that my client was unfaithful during their personal relationship and their marriage, she has stopped paying for everything. And she also is asking for an extremely uh, over guideline support calculation. What, a, what about the house? Does she want the house? She wants everything, Your Honor. And does she have any basis besides that your client has cheated? Other than the fact that my client has cheated and their marriage is dissolving and is being terminated... That is her only reason for withholding the child. My client is a very good father. He is actively involved in sports and registration with activities, and he attends parent-teacher conferences, and his work schedule is flexible. It allows him to do drop-offs and pickups. There is no safety concern with my client. There is unequivocally no reason why my client should not have a shared visitation schedule. Anything further, counsel? No, I'm, I just wanted to bring it up to the court that resentment and anger and my client's unfaithfulness should not be a factor that the court is considering when making any orders regarding visitation or support today. 
Thank you, counsel. After deliberation, I do find that your argument is a persuasive one. I, I, I would like to note that you're correct, that in California, as you know, we have a no-fault state, which means regardless of the fact that your client has cheated, we are not going to base custody, support, or the division of assets in a different manner. Now, I'm certainly not condoning your client's behavior, but this court is not inclined to make any sort of judgment relating to that. While I may be empathetic to mom, the reality is the situation that we find ourselves in is two people splitting a household, dividing assets pursuant to California community property and the laws associated with that and crafting a support order and a child custody order. And with that, I would rest. I couldn't agree more. I would like to request one more additional order, Your Honor. Uh, based on the extreme amount of text messages that my client has received and the names he has been called and their profanity that has been used by the opposing party, I would request that these parties use some sort of co-parenting app which would make them think twice before sending uh, such messages. I, I would be inclined to grant that request, counsel, and I'd also like to... Uh, admonish both parties as to involving the children in any inappropriate conversations relating to cheating or infidelity or any statements that may tend to alienate these children. Thank you, Your Honor. Court is adjourned. Okay, so I think that's about it for today. No, I haven't even got to what our favorite restaurant is. What's your favorite restaurant? <sighs> patio or no patio? One of each. Okay, so if we are going to a patio setting, oh, Javier's in Crystal Cove in Newport Beach, their margaritas are amazing. Uh, the spicy jalapeno, phenomenal. I couldn't uh, ask for a better setting if you go right around sunset. I am a huge taco lover and, you know, a skinny jalapeno margarita. You know, even with the kids, like, it's a great family setting. Don't drink and drive, people. That's just a little disclaimer there. But the setting there is amazing. What about your patio? I, I'm i a big Italian girl. And there's a great little spot in Newport called Mama D's. And they have the best pink sauce ravioli. I actually had it last night. And, yeah, I would say they, they have a little outdoor patio right now. Yeah, I've actually eaten their lobster ravioli there. It is really good. Okay, now, if you are going to, if you have a gift certificate to your favorite restaurant, you know, unlimited, unlimited food and beverage, where are you going? I would probably say Hamamori Sushi in South Coast Plaza. It is to die for. I'm a real sushi girl. I like to go have a, a good drink and a, a good roll there. I have been there and it is amazing. And while I love sushi, uh, I think that Mastro's would be would be mine. The lobster ravioli to What die about for. the lobster mac and cheese? Or is there a mac it's, and no, cheese? It's the, oh yeah, it is the lobster mac and cheese. You're right. Oh my gosh, so good. All right. Well, it has been such a fun Saturday, and we cannot wait to see you next Saturday. Thank you for joining us today and every Saturday on Go Country 105. If you 
or a friend or family member is looking for more information from Sam and I, and you have an active case or you're thinking about filing for divorce, please fill out a contact form on custodyqueens.com. We will get back to you and set up a consultation. And we are also hiring. Our team is growing. So if you think that you would be a good fit for our team, receptionist, paralegal, attorney, anything in between, please send your resume to Kristen at Custody Queens. You can also reach us on www.custodyqueensonair. You can find my Instagram at Custody Queens Kristen and my Instagram is Samantha McBride. You can also call in to 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And remember to tune in at 8.30 every Saturday with the Custody Queens. On Go Country 105. And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with Opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.